Hello and welcome to Talking Wow, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft, believe it or not. My name is Tom and today we are going to be talking about Dawn of the Infinite, the mega dungeon that arrived in Dragonflight 10.1.5. And joining me to talk about this is my co-host, Marte. Hello, Marty. You're just in time. Oh my God! It's, uh, I I I I don't know. I I want. I, I this is you know my chance to make like a good pun, or bad joke, or something like that. And you just you know snapped it out of the way right in front of me. I know I did. <laughs> I did. I I can't say I meant to, but I did, and I'm glad I did. And yeah, we are here to talk about the Mega Dungeon. Marty, Great and we decided. <laughs> we decided that this dungeon was so mega that we would split it into two episodes so we're going to be talking about the first half of this mega dungeon and don't know if that's a good idea or not but here we go we are we're we're doing it and it's just that it's just that mega and i have to say as somebody that hasn't really done too much mega dungeons right because didn't we get the first one in legion yeah we we, we got karazhan we got karazhan the remade karazhan in legion which was phenomenal is it we got Mega Mecha gone. I was about to say Mechatron or No, that's a that's know, a different getting, thing. <laughs> yeah, I was I was I, so long ago. Yeah. And this is this the third Mega Dungeon, is that right? That's was sounds, there one in Shadowlands? The, no there was one in Shadowlands as well. And the one in Shadowlands is called Tasawesh the World Market. I see. I see. So that's Legion, that's Battle for Azeroth, Shadowlands, Dragonflight. We're getting one per expansion, it, it seems. It? Which I actually think is a shame, because I want to say, like, Mega You, you don't want them at all? You, know, you should just I, get no, rid I don't of them at all. all. <laughs> <laughs> no, the total opposite. I'm actually like, Mega Dungeons are great. Like, it really is a throwback for me for those classic dungeons back in, like, Vanilla, where you were going to, like, Black Rock Depths or... Uh, strap home or you know any of those and it had quite a lot of bosses and that difficulty was raised up but i think right now obviously we have like mythic plus but to me it just feels a bit different because you come here in a mega dungeon you don't have that time ticking away <laughs> even though you, you feel like maybe you should for this dungeon it would be, <laughs> fit in really really well uh, that's coming later when they they split it into two but i, I actually just think like I really dig this. It just gives me vibes of just being in a dungeon and not not so much worrying about looking at the clock. It's more like, you know, when you're in a raid, you're learning an encounter, but just on that smaller scale. And it's maybe a bit more cozy. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, one of the things that I feel like is missing a little bit from five-man dungeons these days is that, you know, stuff that you actually need to be aware of. Uh, I remember... Uh, you know, going in, you know, in a new dungeon and being one shot by stuff just because I didn't know I was not supposed to stand there, um, and you know that doesn't really happen in normal dungeons any any longer. Normal normal dungeons these days is just you know you go in and go in and you phase roll your way through them and then you don't really think too much about it and uh, then. Uh, then eventually you probably get to the mythic version in the beginning of the expansion. You get to mythic version, and and there is somewhat things that you need to pay a little bit of attention to, but a lot of the time you steamroll that as well. Um, and it's not until you get up into 
you know, something like uh, mid to high keys that, you know, things actually start to matter uh, in, in my experience. Um, at yeah. least, you know, with the group of people I play with, uh, it might be a little bit different, obviously, if you're, uh, 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 you know, very casual. Um, but but still, uh, a lot of the, the, the very early stuff, you um, you just tend to just steamroll that I don't think too much about it. Um, yeah. So yeah, Megalon in, in this regard is awesome uh, because you actually go ahead and you get one shot to a random thing and you're not sure what the hell just happened. <laughs> right, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. And I actually, I definitely think like Mega Dungeon is a way cooler name than just mini raid because this is essentially what these are. These are mini raids, and you don't really have that trash that you have to clear through to get to the next boss. It, it very much is like you're going from one set piece to the next set piece, much like how raids operate now. I feel like they really have cleaned up the amount of mobs you have to clear between encounters because really, when when it comes to push and shove, it's like what's the point of having to clear all these mobs to get to this encounter which the, the encounter is the difficult thing that's the thing you want to learn <laughs> and I something I found with the first half of this mega dungeon particularly is there's not much trash there it's like okay you start the dungeon there's the first encounter waiting for you you get through that there's the next one and the next one and that's actually quite nice it feels just better to be able to to get stuck into the, the thing that matters <laughs> and we kick kick up this dungeon with Chronicar, which that's uh, pretty straightforward, isn't it? Really, pretty straightforward encounter. Don't stand in the stuff and soak the stuff, which is like that's Dragonflight <laughs> mechanics right there. <laughs> it's just like core Dragonflight mechanics of soaking and not standing and shit. I mean that is basically basically you know what you do these days, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. I mean with everything, but just in, in different various uh, iterations. So yeah, I mean not not much to really say about that. It's just hello, welcome to dungeon. Pretty straightforward. Probably gear check to to see if you're up to scratch because one thing about this encounter is you do run out of space because you're you get infected by. You're not infected, but you you have an affliction that will that will spread out on the ground, creating bad sand or something like that, and you just eventually run out of room. So if you don't kill this boss quick enough, you're just going to run out of space. You're going to die. Yeah. So it's one of those ones. It's like, yep, this is just a good old gear check to make sure that you can... You, you can one, do it, yeah. It, it, it's like a soft enrage where, you know, if you... Uh, you will eventually run out of space if you can't do it in time. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. It, it is a little bit of a gear check just to see, hey, you should probably not be here if you're all item level 400. Uh, maybe a little bit higher is good. <laughs> so yeah. I liked it. I liked it. At, like if it is a gear check, it's the first encounter Ooh. and it's right in the front door. It's like, okay, like I'm not going to make you clear through corridors of trash to get to this boss yeah. only for then for you to discover actually you're a few eye levels too low. you you probably want to come back, but and there, there is a little bit for everyone, uh, you know. As we already mentioned, DPS and healer, for that matter, uh, need to to place those uh, pools. Uh, the tank needs to pay attention to the mitigation on the big chrono shear uh, attack that he does. That also, you know, puts a healing shield uh, absorb. Sorry, and healing absorb on the tank, and and the, the healer needs to heal that healing absorb before the tank dies. So. You know, there's a little bit for every, everyone. It's not overly complicated. Uh, pretty straightforward 
fight once you get the hang of it uh, and 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 knows how the how the different effects looks like. So from a straightforward fight to perhaps not a straightforward fight is, is the manifested time ways, which uh, th- this one slightly introduced some thematic mechanics based on the dungeon where you're manipulating time a little bit with uh, these various lanes which change the the speed at which you're experiencing stuff, which I actually thought that was a pretty nice touch. Yeah, th- this is... Uh... It's a fight where when you get into it the first time, you're like, what the hell is going on? And you need to wrap your head around. I'm like that about every fight, but yeah. <laughs> yeah particularly but this one. Particularly this one is like, well, because there's, you know, it's not that difficult, but there's just a lot of, like, literally moving parts. Uh, because there's, you know, the four pies that are moving around. And two of them is like something that speeds up uh, things. And the other one speeds that slows down things. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, you need to to pay attention to that. And um, in my limited few runs that I've done, I've seen people just dealing with it, you know, very differently. Some people are like just keep moving around and always stay in this thing, and others are like just stand still. I mean, you need to move, move. Um, and I think it it really depends on what type of class you're playing because the the, the people who are like just move around are usually melee people because they have the luxury that they can move um, and DPS at the same time. If you are a very stationary healer, like I am um, sometimes, then, you know, moving and healing just doesn't work for, for Holy Priest. So we just have to stand still and pay a little bit more attention to those balls and then the debuff uh, that you need to to place uh, in the correct uh, pie. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I was okay with the uh, slow balls, but the fast balls, they uh, really took me by surprise and, I'm not going to lie, I did die a few times on this this boss. But one thing I will say is this is a really fun fight to spectate <laughs> when you die. Because you have this circular platform. Like you say, Marty, you have all these different pies. And visually, really, really good for like understanding what is going on. And, and sometimes I think I find a lot of encounters, it's really just hard to see what the mechanic is it's just there's a lot going on this encounter fantastic like when i was dead i was spectating i was watching the rest of my teammates you know carry me through and (laughs) just seeing that in action was actually like that's really good like i feel like if you're dead and you're spectating a fight and you can actually learn from it Mm -hmm. like that's a good thing and i feel like that rarely happens sometimes you die and the encounter's still going on there's loads of abilities happening and it's just like well i don't i don't know what's going on right now this one was actually a lot more clear and i think maybe that is a sign of like that's actually just a really solid design that visually it's digestible in that way too so when you fail you can actually still learn yep um not that you died marty right you 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 would never die in an encounter to to be learning things like that but even when we wipe i don't die (laughs) (laughs) So then we move away from the uh, the manifested timeways, and then we enter a mysterious location, and it's ice caverns and uh, really shifts in the the vibe of the dungeon because you start off in these you know these timeways. It's very flashy and you know bronze dragony as you would expect, since we are, you know, focusing on Chromie and we're focusing on Nosdormu. 
And we are coming into a time where the big, the big G, as the kids call him, <laughs> Galacron. That's exactly what we, they're calling him. We we are on the site of Galacron's demise, and we're walking through this cavern, and we're seeing these big claws etched into the side. We're like, whoa, you know, what is that? Well, you know, some people don't even pay any attention to what is going on beyond like just the enemies and the mobs. Some people don't even see that. Like we had someone in the group going, oh yeah, there's Galacross. <laughs> it's like, you didn't see that? <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> and, but before, before we, uh, you know, get, get a good vision of the head, we have to get through the blight of Galacron. Uh-huh. And this is some primal dragons that were brought back from the dead. So, you know, we're r- raising some dragon corpses and, it's just a again this is a very straightforward fight I, I feel like the like the manifesting timeways was a little bit more complex compared to the blight of Gal- Galacron which I think didn't really pose us any issues it, it was just more of like a oh these dragons are like resurrecting like one at a time I think it would be different if it was like a reverse council fight where you start off with one dragon and you end up with four fighting or something that would probably have been a bit more chaotic but i guess there's only so much you can do in a five-man group you don't have multiple tanks to be handling <laughs> four dragons at once no no i do think though that that uh, compared to the other fights with this fight was a little bit more straightforward and i think even in our run we did it like in 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 the first or second try something like that where the others required quite a few uh, tries to, to to get things right um, so, so yeah, definitely a little bit more straightforward. Obviously, we went in there just for for the whoever's listening with with someone who had actually done it before, and so who, who knew the tactics. So obviously, this is not like a let's just go in and see what happens thing. We actually did have a guide with us that that, that helped us uh, with the tactics. A great tip as well: mm-hmm. if you're going to do a dungeon, take someone that's already <laughs> been there and completed it. Uh, really helps uh, getting through certain aspects as well, but. Yeah, to me that was just like a yeah that that's like a standard standard fight. Like there was nothing really stand out about it. Uh, and then we moved from the blight of Galacron to well, somebody we've been looking forward to facing off, and it's a Riddacron, and Riddacron, the most powerful incarnate apparently, <laughs> and we've been waiting for this moment it's like okay we're gonna take Eridacron down in this dungeon that's it you know no end of raid encounter here but it's like no <laughs> this this enemy has over four million health so, so you're not taking that down with five people no you are not um, but no, this is one of those fights where it, it's more about staying alive. Obviously, there is like a, a you know you do, do need to, to do some DPS to a certain point uh, to to you know uh, pro- progress the encounter. But basically, it's about survival. You need to survive, and you need to help Chromie survive. Um, and, and a fun little fact is that when we did this the first time, I, when I did it the first time, and I was there on 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 my main, my priest, and with my guild group, all of a sudden someone was like. 
holy crap, you were doing like insane numbers and healing. What the hell are you doing? And, you know, because it was the first time, we didn't really realize what's going on. I was like, just, yeah, you know, I'm just a great healer, you know. Um, oh, yeah, I'm just awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, Chromie does have a buff where, you know, it, uh, that, that increases the healing that she takes. Um, so that definitely helps a little bit, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah, because as a healer, you're you want to be throwing some heals onto Chromie as well because yeah, yeah. You, you've got to keep Chromie alive. It's it's not your, again, your standard Warcraft fight where there's the big enemy, you got to get that health to zero and the fight's over. It's actually different from that where it's a survival. And again, yeah. that's something we don't see too often. We don't see the encounters really stray away from those encounters where it's like, yeah, you just got to kill this boss. Yeah. You got to work out how to survive like the mechanics but you got to kill that boss this is just like no you you you've got some things to kill but you are holding out for dear life because Ritokron is uh not he's going to be a raid boss he's going to be in in yeah, the raids at some point most likely so we cannot kill and, him and that, in a five maps and that's something as well like something we've talked about a lot is that presence of the the big bad mm -hmm. or one of the big bads during the expansion and now we've ha had that almost slightly reminiscent of like the Lich King showing up <laughs> in a dungeon going, hey, I'm here doing some bad stuff, but I'm going. Like, I'll give you a little little taste of my power. Mm -hmm. But like, this is this is like part one and we might have part two and part three later on. But it's nice just to be like, okay, we, we get that initial like face off with you. I, much like how we had a bit of a face off with Farak just in like questing in the Zaralek Caverns. It's like, <laughs> we had a taste of your power and it's like we are not powerful enough yet to take you down mm. and same with Ritokron it's like nope we're just not capable of that yet what's going to change for us so that we can I guess that is the question more people more people <laughs> <laughs> just a simple numbers game really there we go. Isn't it? <laughs> but it is nice to to have that interaction with this character to, to have a chance to be in the same space as them, uh, you know, because we've seen a Ritokrod in the cutscene mm. being all smug and having this master plan, perhaps. And it's like, well, we've had a, we've juked it out with you. And, well, you win this time, but we survived and we go again at a later date. But again, I like that. And it's something we've been talking about is just building that, that narrative of the, the big bads and just, you know, giving them some gravitas to that as <laughs> well. It's not just like the first time we meet we smack down on you and you're gone and it's like okay well you know you weren't really that big of a deal anyway no no so i know you don't have too many uh, other of these mega dungeons to compare to but what are your thoughts on on at least you know the first part uh, uh, of this dungeon so far what do you think of, of the whole mega dungeon concept well like i said at the top i really like just the concept of mega dungeons anyway and this one i think it's excellent i think the first you know, half of the encounters, it's challenging enough, it's engaging enough, you're getting some loot there as well if you're, you know, coming in not too high-geared, but also, you know, you've you've done a few mythics, but you, you know, you have some space to get some drops there as well, so you get that feel-good of, like, you're upgrading your character a bit as well, and again, uh, it's a, a bit of a side tangent of the story, because you're dealing with Nosdormu, it's not the overarching mm theme of Dragonflight, but it's obviously a narrative we've had there with Nosdormu and what's going to happen with them because we know that they maybe go bad in a certain timeline and that we keep getting related to that. 
but I think yeah you've got some story in there you've got some fun really visually appealing encounters you've got you know revisiting massive lore character albeit a dead Galakrond <laughs> but just getting that perspective of Galakrond yeah. because we've seen it you know if you've read some of the books if you watch some of the cutscenes at the start of Dragonflight with like regards to like the animations and stuff you've got this perspective of like Galakrond he's big he's hungry and he's gonna eat you but I think you don't really understand that until you just see something you know and you go into this mega dungeon and you facing off with Riddicron and just in that distance is Galakrond's big old head and there's just something good about that I don't know I uh, mean, how are you feeling about I mean, the mega dungeon even if you just watch it on uh, because if you're listening on the podcast obviously you, you can't see it but if you're watching on YouTube you can actually see his head in the background here that you know it's it's huge it looks quite cute actually I sort of want to pet him it looks like a, like a hamster or something but uh, Galakrond is not cute and no, luckily no. he is not active right now um, I think that uh, my opinion on, on, on the Mecha Dungeon is that I, this is definitely in my top four of these Mecha Dungeons. Uh, it's, it's really good. <laughs> it's up there. Uh, um, such a politician answer as usual. <laughs> I think the one that I enjoyed the most so far is um, is the, the Karasan one because it was, it was the first one that came out and it was just so good and the changes that they had done to it compared to the original Karasan was amazing and that wasn't a mega dungeon. That was a remaster. <laughs> well, the thing is that they did change up, you know, bosses and things inside of it. They changed. No, they did. They changed the the surroundings for for the later parts of it, and uh, it it wasn't not just like a standard Blizzard rehash. This was actually it was actually pretty well done, and and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I think that. I think the Shadowlands one was not that well received, even though me personally, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty decent one. Um, it's not, it's it's not great because you're calling it the Shadowlands. <laughs> one. So you know, you're not even calling it by its name. Who cares about those names? Um, I'm just generally bad with names. You know, for me, it's the, it's the dungeon with the, with the centaurs. You know, that's the one we're doing. Oh um, yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I think I, I actually I, I didn't dislike the the Shadowlands one I just think that I, I because I never got to play it in its uh, mega dungeon form at that point because it, I was not in a guild and I think it was also sort of semi on a hiatus so uh, I didn't really do it until it, it got split up into to Mythic Plus so I've only run it multiple times uh, as Mythic Plus and I, I kind of enjoyed them they were fairly quick to get through um, and yeah I think the I think the magic of them and they're still good dungeons, but once they get split, mm. I think it takes a bit of the magic away yeah. of just, like, you have this seamless, you know, multi-boss dungeon, mega multi-boss dungeon, because all dungeons have multi-bosses, but there's just this, you know, this this list of bosses you got to get through, and it's a bit of a, you know, mini-raid, and, you know, once I get split in two, and I'm not saying they shouldn't do that, because that just makes sense, mm. you get to put it into the Mythic Plus pool as well, but it it is just... A change of pace from Mythic Plus, and yeah. it, it it's mini raid style, and I just like that smaller setting of learning an encounter where it's like we can do it with five people, yeah. and I think that in some ways does make it more accessible for 
for players who perhaps don't have that guild or that larger yeah, community yeah. to group with as well. And yeah, because just, I don't know if you mentioned because they will split into when they split them, they will also be heroic versions, so you can queue yeah. up for them. So so you know, and, and probably a li- little bit more face rolly than than um, than the mega dungeon versions of them. I would very much hope so. <laughs> uh, and knowing heroic difficulty, yes, uh, you will put on a blindfold and you will get through that without much hassle at all. Yeah, and 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 just to to finish the comparison of, I think Megagon was 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 really good. I think Megagon is one of those it, because it has the opposite effect on me. That one had the opposite uh, opposite effect on me where. Um, I really, really enjoyed it when it was a mega dungeon, and once it got split into to, um, um, what to call to 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 you know two two parts, and and yeah. I ran them as, as Mythic Plus. One of the parts I just really, really hated that one. Uh, so, uh, so, so you know, my feelings towards it changed a little bit. So it's one of those things where it might work in one iteration, but the other iteration uh, it still works. But you know, it's just less less fun to do. Um, one thing that I don't know if you know, but it, there is like a little bit of a tradition to also do a little bit of a, a fun little spin on, on these things as well, aka hard modes. Um, Megagon at least had uh, had like hard modes to the bosses, um, so oh, really? similar to Old War, where you know don't press this button, Memoron, uh. things like that. Um, and I, uh, Karasan had like not a hard mode mode per se, but more like a timed thing where if you did it in a in, in a certain time that you would get like an extra boss which would drop a mount uh, or something like that if I remember correctly. Um, so you would get a mount, and and this one actually has a little bit of a, a fun little thing as well. Uh, I don't know if you're aware, but if you come, I'm not aware. Oh. I'm not aware of this. I mean, I knew there was something in Karasan with the with the 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 timed summoning of a boss which have since gone back because it drops them out but no do tell do tell yep. so you can get an extra high item level extra chance of a drop on the last boss if you complete the dungeon without dying <laughs> no chance of that then <laughs> <laughs> let's move on from that because uh, there's no point even dreaming of that ever happening uh how will we feel about the Mega Dungeon when we're done? We've still got another half to go, but this has been part one of our talk about the Dawn of the Infinite. How are you finding the dungeon? Are you enjoying it? Do you love Mega Dungeons as much as me and Marty? Or do you just think they're tiny raids and they shouldn't exist? <laughs> I don't know who's thinking that, but somebody out there might be. But, you know, we're big fans of Mega Dungeons here and I would love to see more of them. Would you? You can let us know in the places that you do that. And that has been it for part one of this. Be sure to check out part two where we probably have a totally different tune. And who knows? Part one, very good. Part two, only time will tell. I've been Tom. That's been Marty. And we've been talking wow. I'm hungry. Thanks for tuning in, champion. Did you enjoy this episode of Talking Wow? If so, why not drop a review on your podcast catcher of choice or leave us a comment? You can find Talking Wow on Twitter or YouTube over at Talking Wow. Hope to see you again soon!